good you care blood, ain't you? We have such sights to show you. It's alive! A boy's best friend is his mother. Here's Johnny. Santa's watching, Santa's waiting. Christmas Eve is slowly fading. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another night at Camp Blood. My name is Steven, and with me, as always, are Trish and Joe. Hey. Hello. Hello. How is everyone doing? Oh, we're good. Awesome. Tonight, we are going to have our little holiday-themed episode while we review the 1984 film Silent Night, Deadly Night, and we'll also dip a little bit into the 1987 sequel, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. No fancy subtitle. That's all you get. Unlike the other sequels that followed, which Just we will not talk about. Well, we'll mention, but we're not going to talk about Because we <laughs> didn't see them. Only Steve has seen them. So before we do that, let's do our normal thing and have a listen to that awesome 1984 trailer. the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there Deadly Night came out on November 9th, 1984, and was pulled from theaters two weeks later. Yeah, that's right, it was, because of the whole content of Santa chopping people up, right? Yes. So the whole thing was basically, uh, back in 1984, I guess, you... Okay, so like now there's like a law that you can't advertise an R-rated movie before 7 p.m. Really? Yep, on TV. I'm going to have to... Now i got to think about that the next time I watch TV. Broadcasting <laughs> regulation, yeah. I can see why, like, because kids are still up and right. stuff. Um, so, I guess back in 1984, that wasn't a thing, and they were advertising this movie at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, and uh, a bunch of uh, dumpy housewives. Sorry. I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the group Sh- that protested. Let their kids watch it. 
Well, they they got together as in a fucking group, and they were just like, kids don't know the difference between uh, the real Santa Claus and a guy dressed up. Wait, there's a Santa. real Santa Claus. They don't know the difference between what they consider the real Santa Claus and a, and a psychotic person mm. dressing up like Santa Claus and killing people. It's a really difficult thing to explain to and children. They, the advertisement was all about, <laughs> like, this guy dressed up like Santa Claus with a fucking axe. The poster has an uh, arm the axe out, out of a chimney, right? With, yeah. yeah, out of a chimney. I'm actually wearing my Silent Night, Deadly Night See? shirt right now. Yes. Can't uh, show that to the audience. No, I can't. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the whole thing, and they got together and got the movie pulled from the theaters. And the movie was originally released in the theaters for a limited release. I think it was released on six hundred screens. And if it did well in that week or two or whatever, right. uh, TriStar was going to release it wide, closer to Christmas. Obviously, that did not it happen. Did not do so well. No. Although I, I think Sa- it, so, ahead. Saturday at two o'clock would be the best time to find your target audience for this movie. That's why you run those trailers, right? I would think who's watching TV at that time? A Kids. bunch of stoners and stuff. <laughs> yeah, burnouts. Yeah. So. Mm. Um. So yes. Yeah, so it was. It uh, opened the same weekend as A Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, briefly outgrossed, gr- outgrossed it by about one hundred sixty-one thousand dollars. Shut wow. up. Yeah. That surprises me. <laughs> That uh, was the kids, the confused moms who went and saw the movie. That yeah, was right. extra money. <laughs> They're just like, oh, I, the ones who walked right out, like, yeah. in the first, you know, 20 minutes. Um, here's a fun fact that has nothing to do with the movie. This movie came out the same year I was born. It's as old as you are. <laughs> it is. Actually, I'm older than this movie because I came out on February 29th, oh. <laughs> And have grossed more money than yeah, this movie. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Gene Siskel and Ebert destroyed this movie in their show, and they uh, they actually named out the uh, owners of the company that dis- the I'm TriStar, see- and said shame on you. I see, yeah. <laughs> see, I don't understand that. So he Gene Siskel, and it says here he also said that all the money was making all the film was blood money. It's just a it, yeah, it's just a movie. It's not <laughs> like they released a snuff film or like we're making kids mine for diamonds. Or something. It was uh, I, don't, movie. I don't know. People take that stuff, you know. Well, Gene Sisko took himself very People seriously. People take their trash. Christmas very <laughs> seriously. Yeah, and this was back in a time when, like, you did, like, there hadn't, I think Christmas Evil had come out before. Silent and Black Deadly Christmas. Night. And Black had Christmas, yeah. Out. Uh, but those movies weren't centered on, like, well, actually, I think Christmas Evil was about a guy dressed up yeah. as Santa Claus. I wouldn't say that any of those movies did particularly well, though. Uh, Black Christmas. Is Black might, Christmas yeah. is the one that originated. That, that what you see even whole, now is like yeah. a horror movie. Yeah. So, which I just watched that. I mean, I've seen it for many times, but I just watched it just recently, and it's kind of a slow movie. But that's that that's for another, possibly next year, if we're still doing this podcast. Hmm. <laughs> um. So the film was originally known as Slay Ride, one word. That would have been there's, an awesome title. Yeah. It would it would have been, but yeah. there's no sleigh. They would have maybe avoided some of the no, controversy. No, no. S L A Y. Oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> oh my right God, over my head. Trish. I get it. I get jokes. Jeez. <laughs> stupid ass. All right. Um, so, okay, this one always makes me laugh. Mickey Rooney, who is a classic Hollywood actor from like the 30s and the 40s, uh, was one of the. 
people that was against this movie and was one of the I don't know if he actually picketed or not, but he was very vocal about how much he just didn't like the movie and blah blah blah. Yes, he did. He went on to star in Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Five. So I saw that <laughs> when I was just picking through like the Wikipedia stuff, and I was like, they made five of these fucking movies. And then yeah. my next day, was like, Mickey Rooney was in the fifth movie. <laughs> Is an elf, I'm assuming. I just checked. I didn't look at the cast list. So okay, what so played. it's been a long time. I mean, since... That's a terrible joke, but it's been a long time since I've seen three, four, and five. But before we we started recording, I kind of told Trish and Joe about three, four, and five. So three, I don't I don't remember the plots at all. So don't even ask me about that. But I know three has uh, Ricky, who's the little brother in this movie. Um, and he has some kind of plastic dome over his brain because he doesn't have a skull anymore or something. That's all I remember from that one. The fourth one, uh, giant bugs. That's all I remember from that. <laughs> and then, and Clint Howard is in these movies. Okay. He plays Ricky. And in the fifth one, make if okay, th- if I remember correctly, the fifth one is about Mickey Rooney and his son gets killed, and then he decides to resurrect his son as a toy. Now, I can't remember if that's exactly what happened, but I'm pretty sure it is. I saw these movies once, and I sold the DVD, which I wish I didn't, because it's actually worth a lot of money now. Is it really? (laughs) Yeah, so is the DVD I gave you guys is actually worth some money, too. No no wonder you, like, you know... I didn't want that one. You had to shake me down for it to get it back, because I forgot it at home. That's the only way you can get part two anymore. Like, it's only ever been released once on DVD. Super limited edition, first print, only print... And I like part two, so, and we'll get to that one, you know. When we get there. Yeah. So the movie was remade in 2012, just titled Silent Night. Uh, It's terrible, and it's terrible in a bad way. The plot of the movie is very loosely based on this movie. It is about a guy that dresses up like Santa Claus and kills people, but it's because his family was killed by the police or something i don't really remember it's it's not about a kid who watches his parents get killed i can tell you that um malcolm mcdowell's in it and it's got some of the worst acting um you could think of you know at least in a newer movie i don't think i've seen it i think i would have remembered something that bad no i don't think i've seen a lot of these christmas horror i don't think i've seen actually anything under the genre the subgenre of horror yeah this santa santa slasher yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, for, for me. I actually forgot about that. Uh, if This is uh, for a comedy, but if anyone's ever seen Ernest Saves Christmas, in that movie, the guy that's supposed to be like the new Santa Claus is auditioning for a movie called Sleigh Ride, and it's a horror <laughs> movie. <laughs> so they will make Sleigh Ride. <laughs> One day. Uh, Phil Donahue dedicated an entire hour of his show to the controversy surrounding this film. <laughs> Also, this film, um, ever since it got pulled from the theaters, every time, every single advertisement you'll see for it, either whether it be on a DVD or a Blu-ray or an old VHS box or whatever, they are using the controversy to promote the movie and get more people to watch it. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, this movie pissed people you off. Get. You got to come see it. It'll be. They'll say something like, "Oh, the movie that was like banned and." theaters or some shit like i would watch it yeah of course that's why i watched it the first time i watched it. like that band skittles commercial have you seen it no everybody go look up the band skittles commercial it's great (laughs) anything banned is good that's the moral of the story yeah um and that's 
it for fun picks? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I, does anyone else have anything? Not that I can think of that about I, this movie that would be fun. I didn't prepare no. anything in advance. This was your favorite, Steve. I, it's not my favorite. It's just. It's his pick. A, it's a favorite. Um, we already did my favorite. That's true. Um, but Silent Night, Deadly Night's a fun movie. It was between this and Black Christmas, and I I, fe- I figure you know it's our first Christmas episode, so why not do my favorite Christmas horror movie? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plus the uh, other podcast did Black Christmas last year, so. All right, uh, let's get going with our um, beat by beat. So the movie starts off in 1971 on Christmas Eve. Well, wait, we you didn't start explaining that there's the intro to the movie that explains there are two cuts of the movie oh, blended oh, into one movie. It's an inconsistency right. disclaimer, and it's hysterical. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just find it kind of no, funny. That's a good it is the beginning of the movie. Um, so uh, the DVD that Trish and Joe watched has the uncut version of the movie that came out in, like, 2003. Um, it's got footage that was like found and reinserted in the film but it's like kind of shitty quality so you can tell when they go back and forth between that footage and the the main footage uh it's mostly just violence and maybe some extra little dialogue here yeah. and there um but yeah uh, so they warn you in the beginning like this is going to be sloppy but it's so that you get everything right now the version i watched is a little bit more uncut um so they just released it on Blu-ray for a second time, just last week, I think. Just in time for Christmas. Yep. And it has the uncut version, but it's also got the theatrical cut, which I have actually never seen. I've only ever seen the uncut version, so that'll be fun to go back and watch it. and See the differences. Yeah. yeah. Um, See what got it banned in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's just little, little tiny things more in the one that I watch, but it's nothing like drastic that really makes that much of a difference. Um, so, movie starts Christmas Eve, 1971. Mother and father and their little kid and their baby that they're holding in, in their arms, that not in a car seat, in, in the, the front, front seat. seat. Yeah, that, that upset me a lot. <laughs> it's It was 1971. I bet it was fine then. They had car seats because in the next scene, the baby's in the car seat. Yeah, but I'll bet it was okay to hold the baby in your arms. It was socially it, acceptable. It, it, car but, accidents weren't deadly then. I, no, no, I, I'm not <laughs> sure they were even more I deadly. Meant, I meant it probably yeah. wasn't illegal. No, nobody cared, yeah. yeah. But every time I watch it, I'm just like, what? what? Fuck? Yeah, I know. It's so, <laughs> so weird. weird. Like, it looks foreign. Yeah. Um, so what, and I just want to point this out, too. Um, this movie came out the year I was born, and I told Trish this the other day, and I just thought it was funny. I have an older brother, so it's just funny that the opening of this movie has a kid who is around the age my brother was and a baby, which is around the age I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, it's fun to imagine. Like that you could it's be fun there. to imagine my parents were killed by Santa Claus on Christmas and then you Eve get when to, I was a baby. And you get to avenge them by coming back as... I wouldn't have. It would have been my brother. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're I would, well, have, I would uh, have been the terrible Ricky. one in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been a Ricky. Ew. <laughs> uh, so the whole opening is just explaining the little kid and how he wants... You know, he's excited about Christmas. They're on their way to go visit... Um, the grandfather, who I cannot figure out who he's the father of, if it's the woman or the man, because they never both call they him both dad. Call him dad, and they're both like very serious about yeah. it too. I like to assume it's the it's the father. Yeah, yeah. So 
The guy that plays the grandfather, by the way, in the mental institution, his name's Will Hare, I believe. He was um, Old Man Peabody in Back to the Future. So, go oh, ahead. no kidding. Yeah. I remember watching. I kind of like his character in this, and I'm I, I'm looking back at my notes now, and I'm wondering what happened to him for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I, you know, I really like him too because, like, he's really creepy. And he was, he was like the, you know, he would have been interesting to have a movie about. Go back and have a prequel. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe like he could go and go to his grandpa. As Santa. Did he? Did he kill people? As Santa yeah, Claus? Is he... that why he's in a mental? Maybe that's what they yeah. were into. What, what is that? You know, I don't know, but it's very creepy. And, and where mysterious. did he get that from, too? Like, that's not. Yeah, a why? Thing. Why did he start saying like Santa's going to punish you and it makes, stuff? It makes me kind of want to like if I ever have kids, tell them weird stories that aren't true. <laughs> no, tell them if you're bad, Santa's going to punish you. Yeah, yeah. I he mean, didn't just tell him like he doesn't bring presents. He was like super. Graphic like, about and it. He too. also says, "If you see Santa Claus on Christmas Eve, you better run for your life." Yeah. yeah. So he's explicitly warning him. So that sets up the whole movie. Like, I mean, what's really funny about this movie is it's not—it's not a great movie. Like quality-wise, it's—it's it's not that great of a movie. But if you really look at the story elements and how they set everything up, it's a very well-written movie. That's what I gave it credit for immediately. Like, this is solid pretty much all the way through. Like, there's no poking holes in this plot. It just is. It's not just like, oh, that guy's Santa Claus. He's killing people, whatever. Uh, (laughs) I mean, they explained it all. It's right there for you. They build it up perfectly. Yeah. um, So... This happens, by the way, when the parents aren't in the room. Like, when they first get there, he's, like, catatonic. He's just sitting there staring at the wall or whatever. And then the parents, like, leave with the doctor, and then the grandfather starts talking to the kid. And then when the parents come back, he's catatonic again. Yeah. So, yeah. But he he already freaked the kid out. Yeah. So they're driving back, and the kid's, like, freaking out. He's like, Santa's going to punish me. And the parents are like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. So... While that's going on, there's another scene where a guy dressed up like Santa Claus goes to like a gas station, convenience store mm-hmm. type place, yeah. and uh, he holds him up and shoots the guy, fucking kills the guy. For $31. For $31. Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he says. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he kills the motherfucker. Like, he shoots him, and then he shoots him in the head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot Because he's still, like, kind of... Yeah, but the thing is, he shoots him, and then the guy's trying to lift the gun up to, like, shoot him again, and the Santa Claus shoots him again, and then shoots him in the head. Yeah, he's yeah. dead when he shoots him in the head. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was and that, that headshot. That headshot was poor. It was pretty good for being a, a shitty $1 million 80s horror movie. Well, the, why add it in there, though, to look bad? I think I didn't I think, think it looked it, like a good I don't think it, well, scene. I don't think it looked as bad as... Like, I don't think I could pull that off. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I could do better static application of the makeup. I don't maybe, know about maybe. you know for films. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. Um. So he takes off, and um, we go back to the car with the parents and the kid, and kids asleep, and they're driving down the road, and then they see the guy that just held up the convenience store. His car is broken down on the side of the road, so they're just like, "Oh, let's pull over for some reason and talk to this weird guy." Because he's dressed like night. Santa, and like, they want to show the kids. Down. Doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Even they're make... just like, "It looks like you're gonna get to meet him tonight, after all." And the yeah. kids is like, "No, keep no! going." Oh, my... <laughs> he's still spazzing out about grandpa. Yeah. And then the guy, the Santa Claus, kills the not only kills the parents, show kills the father, then molests the mother mm-hmm. on the side of the street. Yeah, well, it like... wouldn't be 1980s B horror <laughs> without tits in the first 10 minutes. Just rips her shirt open. Yeah, and, and then rips her shirt open, and then slits her throat. Yeah, right. <laughs> doesn't but doesn't rape. 
Right. Just rips her shirt open and then touches slides. her breasts. And doesn't then I don't even her. think he touches her breasts, does, does he? I don't know. I, I, can't I, remember. I assume he does. I, I assume he, he grabs. Uh, does he grab? I don't think does he does. Does he grope? No. Well, I watched the second one last, so I can't really remember. And I know they cut certain things. I don't know, but there's a lot of there's a lot of tits in this movie. Not as much as pieces. No, yeah, okay. That's not what I was going to say. I forgot. Never mind. I think Pieces is the only one we've reviewed that has this much tit. Yes. If you guys want to see tits. No, oh, oh, well, hold on. I'm going to carry. Done. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> like yeah, the whole the, opening. It, I'm talking about, like, you know, time on screen, not quantity I, I, of boobs. I still think Carrie is the Quantity winner. of boobs. <laughs> yeah, I Carrie would say Carrie wins. still takes the cake. Yeah, that for opening, both. just the whole opening credits is T and A. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And and blood. But. And blood. There's plenty of that in this, too. <laughs> Unknown blood. Where did it come from? Why is it happening? I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, while this is going on, the kid's able to get out of the car and run away and hide. And, right. And, uh, Hide very close too. He I runs know. like five feet away and goes in the he's thinnest like, brush he possible. And then the Santa Claus the can't brush. find him. Yeah, he's in like a little. He's in like two leaves. Yeah, like I, you can't see. And, he, and the and the Santa Claus guy, he's looking for the kid, and he's like, "Where are you, you little bastard?" And he doesn't find him and kill him. And he doesn't also. He also doesn't kill the baby. So I was wondering, like, and I'm putting myself in this this robber's mentality. Okay, you just robbed a gas station. You got ripped off. You thought you were going to get more than 30 bucks. Now you're caught up with these people. I was assuming he was going to steal the car. I'm assuming he did because we don't see what happens. So does he steal the baby with the car? Does he kick the baby out? Yeah, that's a good point. Did he just take the baby out and leave it on the side of the road? They cut scene and they don't have to explain it. They both, the kids survive. I'm I'm assuming he left the baby on the side of the road. You know what would have been a good offshoot movie is what the hell happened to that guy? Yeah. And Grandpa. <laughs> they team up together. Yeah. <laughs> also, remember too when he uh, when he leaves the liquor store in his car, it is like Santa red too. So yeah. the criminal is very that. much. You didn't know. Oh, no, dude, I it never is like that. totally just like a shitty Chevrolet sleigh <laughs> or something. That's funny. I never saw that. So we jump forward three years from that point, and the two kids are in an orphanage, one of the shittiest looking orphanages I've ever seen in my life. And Billy's got a shitty mullet. Oh my god, right? <laughs> the ter- worst haircut I've kid, ever seen. Not only does that kid have a terrible mullet, but he's a terrible actor, too. Just that scene when he's gonna get in the belt to the ass. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just like he's just like <laughs> I wonder if the, that kid had ever been spanked. I don't know. I know that I've gotten cracked with a belt, and let me tell you it doesn't go like that. I'm fairly certain this is the only movie that kid has ever done, so it has well, to be. That I must can't be, imagine this, he got a lot of work after. Yeah, no. Danny Wagner is his name. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, so, yes, this is the only movie he's ever been in. Bad acting. That <laughs> Maybe scene we right get there. To do an interview or something about it then. Well, interesting is that they did a documentary on the new Blu-ray that came out. And, unfortunately, that kid was not. I was really hoping they would have found that kid. Because he is Billy for a decent chunk of the movie. Yeah. Like, I'd say for a good, what, 20 minutes maybe? Yeah, the, until... Uh, until he, he becomes an adult. Yeah, so, I mean... I'd say about, probably about 20 minutes. Yeah, he doesn't grow up until, like, the last third of the yeah. movie. So I would say, like, yeah. so f- yeah, so for a, a, a third of the movie, he is He's Billy. this actor. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I never thought about that. So, yeah, there's a different actor playing Billy in each Pretty much third for each act. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the first kid, I mean, he's not great either, but he's not that bad. Um, no, but the kid that they... Uh... Billy at eight is the one that... Um, 
at eight years old is the one that's not that great. But so anyway, so we catch up with Billy, and Billy's got some fucking problems. He's like drawing pictures. Yeah, he's drawing pictures of people who are uh, reindeers getting killed, and yeah, Santa getting stabbed too, right? Yeah, Yeah. yeah. and uh, so we meet Mother Superior, who's a bitch, and uh, she's just she's she claims that he doesn't know anything about what happened, and that. Uh, the other sister, Sister Margaret, who's trying to help Billy, um, is just being a nuisance, basically. Yeah, like, the one nun is making excuses, like, oh, he's traumatized, you know, he had a terrible childhood, like, we need to cut him some slack, considering what happened to his parents with the Santa, you know, like, but it's... She's, Mother Superior's claiming she's that, remain, he doesn't, yeah. that he doesn't remember any of that. Remains yeah. steadfast, even though he's drawing stuff that, like, clearly depicts... His yeah. childhood and, and he, trauma. And what's really interesting is, like, when they first show it and he's putting the picture up in the audience, we we as the audience don't see it right away. Um, he's putting the picture up, and she's like, Billy, take that down. And he looks at her like he doesn't know what he did No, wrong. yeah. he's confused. Oh, yeah, he's, like, smiling like he's proud of his drawing <laughs> and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, they really, I mean, if you really start thinking about this movie, they did a lot of good things in the writing. Yeah. Because, like, that's The clearly, acting maybe isn't there, but the story's there to support that's it. Some, that's, like, a sign of a sociopath, almost. Yeah. So Where he, like, really doesn't get, like, yeah. what's he doesn't, the problem? He doesn't understand what's wrong and what's right. And, yeah. This and that. So, um, we start seeing more and more of Billy's just like, you know, issues and stuff like that. And he's starting to have, he's having like flashbacks to the fucking, um, his parents getting killed and, and everything. And then, um, he gets disciplined for something. Oh, he gets disciplined for the picture and he's not allowed to leave the room. But then Sister Margaret's just like, no, fuck's Mother Superior. You can do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, go, go outside and have a recess. Instead, he goes and watches two random people having sex. And... In the building, yeah. too, right? Like, how do those people get there? I think they there? were other orphans, older ones. That's older what, orphans? Yeah. Older or, I, that's what I always assumed, too, that they were teenage That's Teenage a great, orphans. Yeah. That's a great band name, Older Orphans. <laughs> I, I think we come up with one every podcast. Joe comes up with band names. That's a good one. Okay, yeah, I like that one right done <laughs> um so yeah you got that scene which just fucking drags well that's like, when he gets spanked right there well, that no, is he it. gets is that what leads to him getting uh, yeah no, oh he, yeah it is yeah it, no, is, right, it is. Grabs that is a, first off that is a yeah. soft core porn movie <laughs> what we watched scene. through that people um just, that scene. <laughs> just yeah that that in itself is longer than any of the Red but tube I just, videos. I just love how Mother Superior comes and grabs and throws him up against the wall, and she, like she knows what's going on already. Oh, because she can hear it just like and he then, could. And then she just—you don't see it, but she's—you're well, assuming that she's beating the shit out of them. The kids, I was, yeah. the other ones. I was assuming she was just helping him finish off after what he saw. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be super inappropriate. Um. So. Billy goes outside, and uh, then Mother Superior comes out and yells at him in front of everybody, and she tries to explain what they were doing and saying that that was naughty. So throughout this kid's entire life, everything that he has seen that people are saying is naughty is people getting physically abused afterwards. Mm -hmm. So Also, with this, every time there's a tit out in this movie, he has an episode. So do I. Well, (laughs) I know I've just been really focused on it, but so is Billy because when his mom was killed, he saw that right now he's uh, seeing it again on accident now and he's getting beat for it. Um, So, yeah, so you're 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 onto something. I I like patterns. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> so, yes, he gets disciplined for that. She explains that what they were doing was naughty, and uh, then he gets disciplined for leaving the room. Even though Sister Margaret stands up told and says, him. I told him he could leave his room. So instead, he still gets hit for that. Mm. Well, duh. Because he's an orphan. Orphans get... Little Orphan Annie. Yeah, what's that song? <laughs> it's a hard knock life. Yeah. So, um, I think the next scene is... It's Christmas when, like, uh, oh no, yeah. no, he has he wakes, the nightmare. He has He's the nightmare. having a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. And then she ties him to the bed. Oh, I forgot about Cause that. Because that's how. Because that will totally help the nightmare. Yeah, that won't. That won't cause any like uh, emotional distress or anything. No. <laughs> Is so, that legal? No, probably not. All right. But maybe in the seventies it was. I don't know. Things were different then. Stuff was fucked up in the seventies. Indeed. So after that is is Christmas when um he gets he gets a gift or some shit. So that was Christmas Eve. Were to believe that he was tied to the bed. I don't crying and having a nightmare. I don't think they ever tell you that. Yeah, I think. Well, the the next morning they're opening presents. Sure. Okay. (laughs) I'm saying it. Um. So yeah, they're opening presents and then like she's forcing him to get on Santa's lap, which is this like the most fun. Like if you were like if your parents were killed by a horse. They were kicked in the face and killed by a horse. And then someone's just like, come on, get on this horse. <laughs> like, do oh, it. Yeah. Do, I mean, it. You do it. Right? <laughs> no, it's like yeah. the most fucked up and, thing that woman has done. And it's like the movie. same thing, except more extreme. Like the kid was just drawing his feelings yeah. to the other one. Now, like you're making him go sit in a stranger's but lap. One of, one of the best parts of the movie is he fucking punches Santa Claus <laughs> and oh, yeah. knocks him off of his feet. Yeah, because Santa's got, like, no idea this is coming. You've got to remember that this kid is eight. Eight, and he no- almost knocks out a grown man. Grown-ass man. <laughs> and so the guy sits up and he's like, what the hell's wrong with that kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you have that, fl- that, that that still shot where he's just, like, in the corner. He's like, please don't punish me. I didn't mean to be naughty. And then the <coughs> fucking Mother Superior comes and she's like, William. And then it's just like, like a freeze frame. <laughs> And then we jump forward to 1984, where With Billy 18-year-old is an 18-year-old, played by uh, Robert Brian Wilson, who's in the documentary on the new Blu-ray. So that was really cool to get to hear him talk about it. I kind of liked him in this role. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of <Don't> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, he, gets a, he gets a job at Iris Toy Store, um, and uh, Mr. Sims was played by Britt Leach, and he appears in fucking everything. Like... I, I will watch a movie and be like, is that Mr. Sims? <laughs> Six degrees of I like leech. that when Mr. Sims was hiring him, um, Sister Margaret, is yeah. it? Um, is saying like, oh, you know, he's a boy from the orphanage. He needs a job. He just needs help. He goes, I need a man, not a boy. And I just couldn't help like cracking up. Like It was like a dating profile. But then he sees him. He comes in all like, Muscle bound, muscle yeah. bound, and strong looking, like for the warehouse job. And he's like, "All right, you're hired." And, and then, like... we, and then we get a montage with my favorite fucking song in the entire movie. Yeah, it was great. I actually went out, and we're gonna play it in this fucking podcast. Uh, uh, I actually we're playing the montage. I, I went out and found the goddamn soundtrack. They released the soundtrack a few years ago. I found it at a store a cut like a week or two ago, huh. just so I could have that fucking song. It's called "The Warm Side of the Door." I'm looking for the warm side of the door Where the fire's bright and it's burning every night Every 
such a cheesy like, 80s it Christmas is such a, song. And it's like, it's never, perfect for like the montage this, too, like of like him I getting... Think, I think all the songs were written for the movie. Really? Yeah. That would make sense in why I had never heard it before this movie. But yeah. I'm just like, and you'll probably never so, hear it off the soundtrack. It's so, it's so like sappy, but I don't know. I love it. So. I think it fits good in the spot too because it, like the montage shows like him like getting better at the job for like a week. I, you know what I mean? When it's that been, like came three on, days. When that came on and they were showing that, I just started cracking up. I'm like, I can't believe they have this like kind of positive, life affirming type sounding song. In well, this, movie. this is it's, it's part of the Christmas camp. I and think it's, all, it's also kind of a f- way to really fuck with the audience because you're just like, oh man, he's getting he's getting his life together. Wait, he's got is, a good life. It's like, and wait, then, is this a Christmas admit, movie? That with that stuff at the plot, I thought somehow he was going to be 18 then, and that Santa from the beginning was going to come back and like. I was like, is that where this movie's going? Like, that would have been interesting. I really want to know what happened to that guy. Did he get away with murder? Like three murders? I he guess so. Have. And I and I, like when I was watching the movie, I didn't think about twice about it really until like afterwards. Now that we're talking about it, like, hey, what did happen? to All these other characters. I've never thought about it either. I'm assuming the grandfather just died. And- yeah. Well, even if the guy did get in trouble, like, what's it matter? He has nothing to do with. I know, but I'm just kind of curious. Did he go on and kill more people? Did he? I don't away know. With it what do you mean? What does it matter? He, he left a... three people in his what did, wake. Of what course, did, it matters. What did he do with the thirty-one dollars? <laughs> See. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we got that montage, and uh, then we get to Christmas time. I don't think they specifically said Christmas. Oh no, they maybe they do. I think they do because then you see it all throughout. Like the toy store has like You're the right. windows painted up with like all right. the shit. So I think on it. I think it is Christmas Eve when they realize that the guy that's supposed to be Santa Claus in the toy store is. He broke his ankle. Yeah, he broke his ankle skiing or something. Yeah, yeah. So they're just like, well, it looks like it's gonna have to be Billy because there's not another guy in the stock room that could have done it. Even though the boss is a fat old guy and he might be better. They they implied that at first, and he was like, no, I'm not doing that. No, I want to get drunk at the Christmas party. And there's another guy in the storeroom that could have totally fucking been Santa Claus, but no, it needs to be. Well, the other guy isn't he a real short like macho? He's a fucking dick. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah. So they somehow get Billy to fucking put on this. I want to know how did they get him in that costume because he's like catatonic again. Yeah, that's a good point. He's just standing there like, Ugh. Maybe he's just the type of person that's like, this. my job's telling me to do this, so I have to do it. I think he's trying to fight through it, yeah, yeah. maybe. So he's Santa Claus, and he is fucking great as Santa Claus. Yeah, he's yeah. This, there's a scene where there's a little girl on his lap, he's like, what are you doing? This is my favorite scene in the <laughs> oh, movie. Oh, yeah, where she doesn't say shit, This is right? how, she like, just I... He's just, like, squirming and this stuff. This is how I mentally handle... I don't actually handle children this way, but in my head, this is what I'm thinking. He's, like, grabbing her by the shoulders. What's wrong with you? Why are you acting this way? What are you doing? And he's just like, do you know what I do to naughty children? I punish them. (laughs) Severely. That's what he said. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, he starts saying, like, naughty and punish. And when he says them, he puts, like, this certain, like, yeah, like, his evil voice on. And there was an extra line in the Blu-ray that I have that I've never heard in that scene. And that's... He's like, I punish them severely, and then the little girl gets off his lap and runs away. In mine, it said he said, I pu- I punish I punish them severely, and then he says, I will I will punish you. I yeah and, I didn't hear that yeah that's like a and I was just threat. like and I was like wow that's kind of interesting that they found uh, they found some extra footage like that but um, so after after that scene we get the the Christmas party at the toy store. And this is the beginning of the end of the movie, pretty much. Also, it's I think it's worth pointing out that what the boss at the toy store, yeah. 
Mr. Sims. Mr. Sims. That's okay. One great. When the store's open, he's like your local neighborhood toy store yeah. guy. And then the minute they close, he is just ready to get shit faced. <laughs> like he's a he's totally like different the, person he's when the like door the best locks. Boss, like, though. like he doesn't seem like. I just think that's hilarious. And he's one of the honestly, he's one of the best actors in the entire movie. Well, he plays he's the, trying is yeah, what it looks like. Yeah, yeah he yeah. plays the part pretty good. Because, like I would totally buy that that guy yeah. runs that toy store. Yeah, and, he's like chummy, regular guy. And he know? also talks shit about the kids too. He's like, try not to scare the little bastards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's you know he, he's yeah his role is fun in this movie because. He's just, that's all, he's just having fun. And every time I hear somebody whose last name is Sims, I immediately think of that woman who's like, Mr. Sims! What, the, his, his <laughs> assistant or whatever, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you don't know what the fuck she is. She works at the store. That's yeah, all we, you really need to know. We've never seen her do anything before yeah, now, and but... Uh, Go ahead. I was say, so it closes, and then they start the party, right? Yeah. yeah. Um... Real quick, I just want to point out one thing about I like about that toy store is like so many of those toys on those shelves I had as a kid. Really? Yeah, nice. like there was like He Man stuff in there, and like uh, there was Sesame Street Star stuff Wars. that I saw in there. Yeah, yeah, there was... and I I'll, and Smurfs. I think there was a Smurfs board game that I nice. have in my fucking basement right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, Smurfs is a throwback for sure. It's just crazy because I mean that was when I, I mean that was. When Do you I think born, they all but... license their shit to be in this movie? No. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they would have never found out it got pulled after two weeks. So. <laughs> and I was sitting there, I was like, my God, that all that stuff's worth so much money now. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah, like just collectively, what's like, in that can toy I, store? Can I just reach to the TV and grab that stuff? Give me that. Give me that one right there. So um, everyone's having a good time getting drunk. I'm sorry, getting shit-faced. And, um, like really drunk. So the, the, the stock boy, stock room boy, whoever, whatever his name was, decides Andy, to... right? Is it Andy? Andy. Yeah, it's probably Andy. So he takes the the one girl, well, it was more than one girl, but like the more the attractive young woman who works at the toy store in the back, and they're kind of fooling around. But she's like, "Fuck you! I don't want to do this." And he starts again trying to rape her forcibly. <laughs> and Billy kind of follows them in there, and he's just like, "Fuck this!" And this is when he this is when he loses it. Right. So I had a moment where I was like, "Oh my god, are they gonna make him a, a hero killer?" Like, will he be vigilante, Santa? He was, he was for a second. For a brief for a, moment. For a brief moment when he got Andy, answer, I guess. Answer me this. So, first he kills Andy by taking Christmas lights and wrapping them around the neck, which they said in the documentary about the movie that that scene where he uses Christmas lights to kill somebody was always planned from the beginning of the writing stages. Oh, right. then no matter what, yeah, that was going to happen. It was going to happen somewhere in the movie where somebody was killing. I think it would have been lights. cooler if he would have went from behind him and did, like, the traditional, like, but they show how strong he is because he fucking wraps it around his Holds neck and then lifts him up. up with one arm. Yeah. So, but like then, over his head. Answer me this: What did she do that was naughty that made him kill her? Um, had sex with the other guy and he not was, him. He was. She was trying. He was trying she to was, rape her. No, she was flirting with him earlier in the day, and, and he was naughty. jealous. But he was fine with her until he until she started fighting him. No, she was fine. He was fine with her until she saw them kissing. No, what I'm saying is, after he kills Andy, she doesn't. She's just upset that she that he just killed somebody. He's yeah. upset that they were kissing. But she, he's fine. It seems like he was fine with her until maybe, maybe he doesn't know the difference. Maybe we got a different impression here. But I think Do you know what I'm, maybe he, he was when jealous. he walks, he doesn't know the difference between her being raped and then just ha- them having sex because all this stuff, you know, whatever. Oh, sex is naughty. He learned sex is naughty. Oh yeah, maybe true. he just like doesn't. But 
Okay, maybe he doesn't know yeah. the I don't difference know. When you between were, rape and when you were, having sex. Because yeah, because no you were raised him. in an orphanage yeah, like, and you got beat for seeing it. Yeah, okay. Fine. Sex is naughty. <laughs> fine. So what did, this, what did Mr. Sims do? Because he gets killed right after that. Doesn't he hit on him? I swore he hit on him. <laughs> <laughs> what Not he that do? that should get you killed, no, but I he swore goes, he hit on him. So he kills them. And then Mr. Sims comes in the back. He's looking for the bodies. Looking, or not looking for bodies. <laughs> He's looking for the bodies. <laughs> Someone's dead, baby. <laughs> he doesn't know well, they're he, dead yet. Mr. Sims hears something. And they're, he's already fucking drunk. Yeah, so he's coming point. back. They're like, uh, where are you guys? Who's here? Yeah, I must he have dreamed play. that scene where he grabbed Billy by like the crotch or something. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking that he did that. That's why I kept thinking that he was like drunk and tried to hit on him. I don't know why. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> Um, I watched I, a different movie, apparently. Okay, so wait. He so, saw he saw that lady's boobies. That's why she's dead. What? He I goes psych- psychotic when he sees boobies. Oh, I know, but why does Mr. Sims get killed? Why does Mr. S- why does everyone in the Toy Story get killed? I think Mr. Sims is just Because it's on now. It's just a circumstance, right? Because <laughs> he really discovered watch, the bodies. I get, yeah, totally understandable. But if you watch the entire movie, everyone that gets killed is naughty, except for the people in the Toy Store, except for Andy... He so was, maybe he been maybe what I think happened actually happened. You I guys actually wrote that down it. here. I actually wrote that down here. Why the boss? The boss and his assistant. The drunks. No, drunks? the assi- yeah. The is, it, is, is it that, drinking naughty? Yeah, is, is drinking naughty? That's the only thing I can come up with because Mr. Sims was an awesome boss. I well, would that have was liked my, him as my boss. That was my next note. Drunk question mark. So I'm piecing together my notes from this movie. So that's the only thing that I can really sit there and be like, okay, they just maybe they just got killed because he needed to get out of there and he didn't want anyone to tell. Yeah. Him. And if that's true, then he knows what he's doing wrong. Yes. So then it's he's, premeditated. He's not psych- it's not, not blind psychotic. rage. Yeah. He's a sociopath. Yes. Right. I'm not a psychiatrist. I, I don't know the difference really. <laughs> yeah. Why he's not? crazy for sure. And then his assistant, right, Mr. Sims' assistant, is trying to run Which, out of the. Uh, the fucking store and shit and gets With, the arrow. Yep. And Tell the, me why. The actor, the actor who uh, played Billy said in the documentary that he said that was his favorite kill in the whole movie. It is awesome. Because it's it's more of like a slasher film killing because it's he's stalking her. Mm-hmm. All the other ones just kind of happen. Right. But, but this one he's actually like kind of stalking her through the store. Um, and she takes the axe. Remember, she's about to break the window at the yeah. end. Mm-hmm. He like shoots her with an arrow. Why is there a uh, real bow and arrow? A in real the toy bow and arrow? <laughs> I don't know. A toy boy, bow and arrow? I get that. Sure, like with like the Nerf. Yeah, a real one. I don't know. Was it also? It wasn't a sporting goods store at the same. I time, don't know. Right? This arrow went straight through the bitch. I don't know where he and got that, it. it. Maybe it's just his brute strength. The way he shot. Maybe it that so was hard what the something. toy store owner and, used to defend himself. <laughs> And it killed her instantly. Well, like she like falls to the ground and die. I'm like, I don't think you die immediately. No, I think that. it's a slow pain. Unless death. it goes through her. Unless I think it went through her, right heart. through her heart. Yeah, if it went through her heart, been. that's fine. Because what, he's also a supreme what I find archer. Funny, what I find funny is he has the keys to the store, which means when he killed Mr. Sims, he took the keys out of his pocket. So he's already planning this whole thing. Then he leaves, and immediately after that, Sister Margaret shows up. Oh, because she was um, in the other scene. She was saying she. Was calling Mr. Yeah. Sims, and Mr. Sims like, we got him dressed up like Santa. She's like, you got him dressed like what? Not Mr. Sims, Andy. Andy calls. She calls, the, yeah. Yeah. she calls the stock room, and he's not back there. Yeah. And so, then she, when she hears that, she's like, oh, then shit. she goes. I better go find out what's going on. And we're to assume that that happened in the same exact time frame. Because yeah. so it's a movie. So he leaves. She shows up, but everyone's dead. Too late. So um, I think the next scene is the one with Leanna Quigley. Is that where he breaks into the house, right? Yeah. Now, this scene... 
oh. makes no sense to me because he's just like like wandering around the neighborhood looking for naughty people. I think well, he no, finally snapped. Don't right? they say something like Santa? You know what you've got to do on Christmas night. You gotta. Yeah, he just goes over to him. He's like, you know what Santa Claus does on Christmas yeah. Eve, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I fucking love that guy. Um, yeah, so he uh, he's on a mission now. I guess because he's on a, his end plan is to get back to the orphanage to take out yeah, Mother yeah. Superior. Um, so he breaks into this. Okay, so this scene has one of my favorite lines in the entire fucking movie. Maybe my favorite line in the entire movie, which is um, Leanna Quigley, who people who don't know that she's really famous for being in 80s horror movies, and she's always topless. Boobies. Yeah. Um, she was in Return to uh, Return of the Living Dead. She was in um, uh, Night of the Demons. She was in a bunch of stuff. So she uh, she's making out with her boyfriend. They're about to have sex. On the pool table. On the pool table. And her little sister keeps interrupting. Denise. And that little girl was so cute. You're like, annoying. I don't. I don't. I disagree. <laughs> Denise, Denise. She's just being a little kid. But God, maybe because I had a little sister and our age gap was pretty significant. My sister was so annoying. Like that, always calling on me when I was like trying to do teenager bad shit. So I kept uh, sex on a pool table. No, but like <laughs> underage did, drinking in the basements. We didn't on have a pool, pool table. table. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have a pool table. We were poor. Um. So. She keeps telling her, oh, if you don't, here's the line. She's like, if you don't come, Santa won't. Or if you don't go to bed, Santa won't come. And her boyfriend's like, he's not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't catch that. I I love love that fucking line. (laughs) I'm sure the guy that wrote this after making this whole layered movie of, like, psychotic Santa and all this equipment on the head is glad that that's the line people remember. (laughs) So um, she goes upstairs to let the cat in. And she goes upstairs and opens the door and stands in the open doorway for a good couple minutes topless. Yeah, because it's kinda, not cold. That's kind of weird. Yeah. That's the equivalent of me going to my door with no pants on and yeah. just standing there for a few Maybe minutes. she was like, are you... <laughs> the window nude. Yeah. She's like, have I done yet? Like, no. you got to get paid scale. Stand there. <laughs> they got a timer out, right? right. So the, the cat runs in and she turns around and he just comes out of the window where he's like, naughty, with the axe. And she slams the door and he just fucking busts through the Bust right door. Bust right through because yeah. that's an axe. The thinnest door in the world. Yeah, I know. And it just like crumbles like cardboard. It looks like it's about, cardboard. Looks yeah. like it's about as thin it's as one this. Panel, <laughs> one panel door. So he goes after her and she's trying to stop this... him and then she picks her up and fucking impales her on a fucking... That's a like great a... death. He's yeah. going to just kill her normally though. Or kill her normally. But like... Just kill her, and then he sees the antlers, right? And his eyes, like, spark up, That he's like, oh, I can do this Yeah, he has her over his shoulder, like, in the fireman's carry. Yeah. Um, She is fucking fighting, too. No, yeah, she's kicking legs and stuff. That's that's the thing that I like about, like, you you can watch so many movies where somebody does something like that, picks up somebody, puts them over, and they'll just kind of, like, be limp or kind of just doing it. She looks like she's she's, literally fighting for her life. Yeah, wriggling out. also when he throws the boyfriend through the window, yep. right? And you just see when they go down there, you can't, they don't zoom in on it, but there's just a huge yeah. chunk of glass, like, huge. stuck in his side. Oh, so, huge. yeah, he, this is like, he does like a that was the very one... Michael Myers uh, type kills in this one. And what I find funny about this whole scene is that not only does the little sister not hear any of this, but the boyfriend just downstairs playing pool Well, he, they turned they turned the music on. Yeah, but the little sister didn't hear any of it. And she was on the same floor. I know, right? Like, that, isn't she supposed to be, like, going to sleep, too? So, 
the he kills. Doesn't she run into him? She does yeah, at, at the, the end. end. So he kills Leona Quigley, and then the boyfriend comes up and tries to fight Billy, and Billy fucking kills him and throws him out the window. Uh, then he's about to leave, and the little girl sees him and thinks that, that he's Santa Claus, and he asks her, he's like, have you been good? And as he's putting oh, yeah, a box right. cutter out and of his pocket. And she's so excited to see him. she's so adorable. And he hands her the box cutter. <laughs> yeah, but and the whole time she trusts him. She doesn't really My... get scared until he's, like, leaving. And she then No, she... she doesn't get scared. You just hear her going Calling to Denise. Calling Denise. Yeah, and see, he's... I'm crazy, because I must have watched. Again, I thought the reason he gave her the box, I was like, oh, man, he's sinister. He's setting this little kid up for murder. Like, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> fingerprints. No, no, see, see that's, there's another character. What happened to that little girl? I was hoping maybe she was one of the sequels, but I guess not. That would have made a lot wrote, more sense. She, they I might wrote, do it now. I wrote six. here, was she recruited? Someone's going to hear our podcast and steal our ideas. God the guy that wrote the first one. Part six is going to be all about that little girl, the Santa Claus that and got grandpa. away, and grandpa. <laughs> We're going to have a whole movie right there. I think we have a movie. I think we have a movie that we could label as Another Night at Camp Blood production. Yeah. <laughs> It also seems that we could probably get the people that were in these movies. Yeah, can we too. cast they the originals? Seem, they they made low budget. Well, the yeah. grandfather's dead, so no. Oh. I don't know about the guy who played Santa Claus. Well, we can definitely get one of the Billies, I'm sure. <laughs> one well, of them. The, the one who played the, the youngest one. The one that's, that played the adult is still acting. So. See, there you go. Um, so he leaves, and then the next scene, I believe, is the police... They're like Sister Margaret's explaining what what's happening, and they're looking for him. And the police see a guy dressed like right. Santa Claus going in the window of a house through, on a up ladder. The, yeah, yeah. And they just break into the house and go up there, and they just pull guns out at Santa Claus, and it turns out to be this little girl's father. And and they killed him. No, they didn't kill him. They didn't kill him. They just ruined yeah, that no. girl's uh, life. Yeah, yeah. No, the, they, just this... trauma- they just traumatized another family and that, created that another. Girl could and they have also been friends can... with the other little girl. Yeah, yeah. and they could have gotten together and been. And, and they this, also confirm. They also confirm for that little girl that Santa's you know not real. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just ruining Santa all over town. Oh wow. So Leanna Quigley really has been, she's been naked enough that when you search her, the third thing that comes up after Wikipedia and Facebook is xvideos.com. Okay. So, so enough. Just a fun thing. I don't think she's a porn actress. But no, I'm just saying she obviously like, had got enough, enough material they here. They have enough to make a compilation. And yeah. <laughs> um, so the next scene after that Sorry, is Drew. the orphanage. The, nope, it's the sledding. The kids. Oh yeah. Yes. Which this scene always makes me laugh because those kids are on a hill and they're just like, "Oh my god, this is great!" And I'm like, "That's not even really a hill. It's just like it's a like slight a incline." And yeah. then you can even as they're as they're like sledding down, they're like pushing themselves with their hands. Yeah. It's not a hill. There's like trees everywhere, and it's like all icy and shit. Like so this doesn't look fun at all. They steal those sleds. Yeah. I remember from so, those two. From kids. the other kids. Yeah. So two kids are gonna go sledding, and then two bullies show up and steal them. One of them goes down. Can we? And I had to mention though that the kids that have the sleds look like. They're just normal age kids. The kids that stole the sleds look like they're like of legal drinking age, possibly. <laughs> like maybe they are. Too old to yeah, be they stealing. look like they're too old to be stealing sleds. Maybe they. Hey, maybe when they you're are. drunk. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you know you do mean things. Um. So, uh, one of them goes down the hill, and Billy jumps out of nowhere and fucking just cuts his head off. Screams, you don't, naughty, right? Yeah, yeah. naughty. You, you don't see the. Uh, you don't see the decapitation, but you do see the head rolling down the... And you see the body... And the headless body The headless down. body coming down the hill on the sled. That yep. seems great. Yeah. And then the uh, the other kid, you just hear him screaming when he sees his friend. And you get this great shot of Billy holding the axe with blood dripping off, and it just kind of tilts up to him. Mm. And 
great shot. Yes. Um, and then then we have the orphanage. So orphanage is the last part. So of that the movie. kid survives. You would, I, I think you, impl- I think it's implied that Billy probably killed him after that. I'm sure. I guess I, yeah, yeah it's probably true because he was one of the bullies. So he, I mean, was, he naughty. was naughty. Right, so he was naughty. Yeah. Um, so then we have the orphanage, <laughs> and uh, they inform Mother Superior that Billy's like probably on his way to the fucking orphanage and she gives no fucks yeah so she lets the kids, <laughs> she lets the kids outside for some reason in the mud <laughs> they're like playing yeah in there's the mud. like no snow out there either it's, it's just like it's like part. it's like the ugly you know like the 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 road mu- slush yeah, yeah look more like, like january what, it's like it's just just before it's spring you know yeah and right, they're like, like playing in that like what that. they actually explained in the documentary that they were they rushed the movie into production before the snow melted and obviously it didn't <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't quite get quite there. Work. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Santa Claus is like coming towards one of the kids, Ricky, ironically. Mm. And uh, the cop sees him. He's like, oh my God. And he just shoots him in the fucking back twi- like a two couple or three times. times. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, he does say freeze and shit. And, but that gets explained. It does. It was actually um, in this movie, it's a priest who's deaf. In the sequel, it's a janitor who's deaf. Is it? Yeah. In the sequel, is that how we... Yeah. I guess we'll when get to the, it. But... When they do the flashbacks and stuff, they're just like, oh, it was this guy, the janitor. I'm like, did you guys even watch the movie when you were editing this one together? <laughs> I do love that, though, like how they just explain it. Like, well, he couldn't hear. Well, why not? Well, because he's deaf. And it's like, well, we have an answer for everything in this. <laughs> Isn't that very Fargo? Well, considering this came out in 1984. Uh, well, oh, yeah, so Fargo would have ganked it from this. That's right. So Fargo ripped off Silent Night, Deadly Night. Coen Brothers Get it? Silent? Thought. He can't hear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have this scene that I cannot stand. I think this scene should be taken out of the movie. I think it's the same I, Trish, I hope we're talking about the same one. Trish actually pointed out that she thinks it's just there to pad the t- runtime, and I think she's Did right. you take my idea, Trish? Did you steal my thought? We'll see. Oh, that there's this scene of the well, him going down to the basement. Yeah, it's so pointless. The, so the it's a cop, there's a cop. Right? Yeah, a yeah, cop it is. is. He's, he's basically s- doing like a stealer. He's he's doing like a perimeter. Like he's going around the perimeter of the uh, of the orphanage, and he goes down into this basement. And this scene goes on forever. He takes as long to go around the perimeter of the school as he does to go around that boiler. Yeah, like, he, and the, the scene does nothing other than like, set up that he's about to be killed, which you know is coming. Yeah, they're just dragging this thing out yeah. to over an hour For because as, it's close now. As bad as the movie isn't, I mean, it's bad in a good way, like a campy way, but you can that that part is bad because you can see the kill coming. Like you know, once he walks down, it's like, oh, this dude's not. And the, the it rest back of the up. movie isn't done that way. No, and it's no, it's, it's done a lot of surprise or like. Just jump. Not the yeah. long dragging suspense. Right, and this scene's I don't know. It, I I stupid. Like to, it doesn't. I, I want to skip over it every time yeah. I watch the movie. But yeah, he comes up the stairs and Billy fucking gets him right in the fucking chest with the axe. Yeah, uh, and then he dies. So then Billy. Uh, so Mother Superior doesn't tell the kids that any of this is going on. Obviously, she doesn't want to scare the kids. But like, she's got her back to the fucking door. And then Billy shows up dressed up like Santa Claus, and one of the kids is like, I'm going to let this guy in because it's Santa, Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, she doesn't even turn around to tell him, like, what are you doing? She well, just says, too like, late. yeah. She just says, like, stop it. Yeah. Don't go there. And just sits there, yeah. though. And then, so, yeah, he gets let in, and he's got the axe behind his back and shit. And um, she's like, get away from him. And then another adorable little girl is just, like, 
But Mother Spirit, oh. Santa Claus. Sorry, but don't didn't he decapitate the snowman? Oh yeah, on his way that. in. <laughs> on his way in, because you like get a... another shot of when he walks up of the axe still dripping blood, yeah. and then he walks up to the, the snowman. Uh, snowman decapitates. I was like, I why right you got to do uh, that? Because yeah. he's angry. He's like, fuck this. Um, I it was it's in there to be in the trailer. That's why. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's kind of funny. That's it. It's yeah, just a moment of like comedic relief. So he he gets in and he's about to like fucking kill Mother Superior with the axe, and then one of the cops shoots him in the back. I guess these cops like to shoot people in the back because that's all they, they seem to do. In not much has changed. <laughs> oh. But okay, let's stay away from that on this one. Uh, yeah, they just shoot. They, they don't ask questions. Yeah, and he falls to the ground, and then Sister Margaret holds him up, and she's he looks at the kids, and he's like, "You kids are all safe now. Santa Claus is dead," and he dies in her arms. And then you get this shot of the camera going up the axe on the ground, up to the feet of a kid, tilting all the way up to Ricky, where in which he looks at Mother Superior and says, "Naughty." <laughs> yes, he says naughty, I... <laughs> and then you get the fucking classic. Silent Night, Deadly Night music, and the movie's over. Okay, so before we go to the second okay. one, it, this is a quick fun fact. Sure. So the Santa that climbs in the window, the actual stuntman who does it, is Don Shanks, who was Michael Myers oh. in Halloween 5. So there's a Halloween Christmas connection. Like they didn't go. steal enough from Halloween. And another fun fact. I knew I recognized that fucking name. Uh, the tagline for Silent Night, Deadly Night is, you survived cr- Halloween. See if, Now see if you can survive Christmas. Oh. Fair tribute. I see, yeah. That's a, that's a great tagline yeah. for, for this movie, yes. unfortunately. They had everything going everything. for him, except that the movie itself was going to get pulled in two well, weeks. The actress who played Mother Superior actually said that she thought the advertisement was done incorrectly, that it shouldn't have focused on Santa Claus. It should have focused on his psychological problems. And Billy, yeah, and that might have you would have skirted it, yeah, a little bit, because then people wouldn't have found out what it really until they got into the movie. Yeah, I mean, with a title like Silent Night, Deadly Night, you're You're, probably going to assume that that it's obviously Christmas related, but you wouldn't know that it's like Santa Claus (laughs) killing people and stuff like that. Um, This was also right, yeah. Halloween was out, all that, so that was also the time of. uh, Holiday theme horror, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. New Year's Evil is already out. It took it took them this long to do. I mean, they did Black Christmas and Christmas Evil, but it, it took them this long to like really do like a Christmas themed one with Santa Claus to villainize Santa. Yeah. Um, because by this point, well, actually, April Fool's Day hadn't come out yet, but like stuff like uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> is there an Easter horror? Oh, New Year's Evil. I think that might have already been out at that point. I think it was in 19... I could be wrong, but like 1981, I think, is when that came out. I don't know. You guys have the computers in front of you. Well, I'm not going to go ahead and Google when New Year's Evil came out. I'm just going to go ahead and guess. I think... Huh. I want to say you're <laughs> But I think I'm more right than wrong okay. that it's closer to 1981 than anything. But we're not talking about that movie tonight, Trish. Okay. We could have, though. That could have been... You were almost right, 1980. Oh! <laughs> that could have been our December... Uh, I was going one. with the VHS release. Well, it's not release. our January one. Why not? Because I picked it already. Oh, well, don't spoil it. Nope. Especially when we have the sequel of this movie to talk about. Yes. 
And we're not going to do a beat by beat because half the movie is the first movie. I think we should. Like 40 <laughs> minutes straight up. Um, yeah, I actually looked at the runtime when they actually get into the second movie. And it's uh, 30, I think it's 38 minutes. Of footage from the first movie. Yep. With little sprinkles of new footage from the second movie. Yeah, they'll, they'll right. Go back. And it's, yeah, it's, it's sprinkled throughout. Yeah, so the second movie come, came out three years later in 1987. And it was about Ricky becoming the Santa Claus killer. So half the... Okay, so the history with the second movie is that um, the director was given money to shoot additional scenes to be put into the first movie to re-release the first movie, if that makes any sense. So they wanted like to have more scenes for it. I think they might... For movie one. From the first movie. So these are extras... Like deleted scenes or sort of some so maybe they were going to try to give it another go yeah, in the theater release right. bonus because they were that's probably what they were going to do and they were probably going to cut out some of the uh, we can sanitize some of this and you add this shit in and yeah maybe yeah. we can make fix some... all the problems that they encountered during the first release so that was ex- that was what they originally wanted with the second movie and then somewhere along the line I don't know the story after that it became a sequel oh. instead of a remake a released remake. a week after I was born. Oddly uh-huh. enough. <laughs> so they did even less work. Yeah, and this one came out in April. Yep. I was born <laughs> April 3rd. It came out April 10th. <laughs> Same year. Um, so they didn't really rush this one out then if it came out in April. Like, we have time. All right, here. I'll read what, IMD, what IMDb says. So it says, The producers of Silent Night, Deadly Night wanted the director to recut the first film and insert one or two new scenes with Eric Freeman playing a mental patient to make the story in the original film appear to be nothing more than the ravings of an, an asylum inmate. Uh, <clears throat> so was how would, they were it would get... only be narration scenes, basically. No, it was all going to be a crazy fever dream from some nut. Yeah, so, so that's they how they were going to get around the like Santa thing being so terrifying. She's like, oh, it's all... F- the fucking dream. Yeah. So, but there wasn't enough. Fo- there wasn't enough material to make it a sequel. So, numerous flashback scenes were added, and the film still ran short. So, almost ten minutes of closing credits were added. I thought you were gonna say there wasn't enough footage to put extra scenes in it. So oh. let's just make a sequel instead. <laughs> we don't have enough for this. So let's so, make a sequel. So the the credits were ten minutes long because they showed the full cast and crew of the first movie as well. In the Seriously? closing credits, yeah. I didn't watch the whole ending credits. <laughs> Neither did I, but... Because they do count end credits as runtime. Yeah. Wow. Right? That's, yeah, so. so talk so about... So if they, they, they were petty the, on the first one, this one's extremely petty. They had that petty. scene in the first movie where they just added it in to make you the know, movie like longer. When you had, in this movie, they just had to have fucking 10 minutes of yeah, credit. You know, That's like the crazy. assignments in speech class where it'd be like, you need a speech that runs 30 minutes... Or no, three minutes, and you just like talk really slow for the last thirty seconds That's of your speech. Pretty much how this movie ended. It's like, oh, okay. coming down to my last couple sentences here. So the second movie starts off with Ricky in what we assume, I guess, is a police station, or is it like a mental hospital? I assumed. I thought it was like a mental hospital where there's like a cop on guard okay, of maybe, him maybe or so. something. Maybe so. That makes more sense. And they're like evaluating him. Yeah, so Although, like, they're never clear no, exactly he, why he's being evaluated. I thought it I was... I think it was right? because it was right after I think it was relating to trial. Okay. During the garbage day scene. I think that was relating to some sort of trial, like... They were probably seeing lawyer if he was, relate, Doesn't his lawyer come in and say, like, why are you talking to him? 
No, I always said there was a doctor. Yeah. I always it's thought it was doctor. a lawyer and a cop. I, I always assumed it was a doctor. I, I, they could be like evaluating him to see if he can stay in trial. That's what I thought. So, um, anyway, uh, so he's being evaluated by somebody who's recording him. And basically what he does is for the first 40 minutes, he recaps the entire first movie, especially right. all those scenes that he wasn't there for. They kind of add him in. And I love how uh, they show the opening of the movie, and he was just like, that was so long ago. How do you remember that? And he was like, because I was there. I'm like, you were a baby. Right, oh, yeah, because he retells like the entire opening of the first movie. Yeah, and it's just like, you weren't even fucking there, dude. Shut up. I also do like I just, you dropping the, the fuck word. <laughs> I just love how... Uh, the Eric Freeman, that's his name, right? Yeah. I love how he swears in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's very enunciating. When Everything he's like, he does in this I movie. I fucking know that. It's like, great. The way he acts, some of the lines, like, uh, he tells a story uh, about killing somebody with a car, and the doctor or whatever just writes down red car. And he looks down, and he's like, red car. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, very, uh, like, I don't know, like, 80s. No way, like, he's Al Pacino eating scenery, just no. chewing it up. He's like a, He's a terrible actor. Yeah, like... <laughs> like I said. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, everything... All his acting is done through just like, if I... The, the louder I say it, the better I act. Well, yeah. um, so, he's... So, for the first 40 minutes, he's just recapping the first movie. So, once we get to the actual second movie... And they'll cut back and forth to reactions or whatever... Uh, but then once we get to the end of that, then we get into the second movie where we get to learn what happened to Ricky after he left the orphanage. 40 minutes or half an hour, right? No, 40 it's, minutes. Into the movie, yeah. right? Um, and we get to learn how um, what happened to Ricky after he left the mental or the, the mental hospital, after the, he left the, the orphanage. orphanage. Uh, that uh, place might have been one and the same, though. Pretty so. much. Uh, so he gets adopted by some family. Um, he seems to be pretty much fine. He until, says nothing's wrong with them. Yeah, until he uh, becomes like a teenager and he sees some girl uh, almost getting raped again. It's yeah. Was it a girl he liked though, or something I like that? I don't remember who it was. Or I don't not. think you ever see her beforehand. But no. maybe not, I don't know. But he he sees the guy doing it and he steals his car and then runs him over multiple <laughs> times with the red car. See, I don't, at this point, like, what's this got to do with Santa? Uh, we're getting there. <laughs> so he does that, and the woman is just like, thank you. And that's the end of that scene. Like, it doesn't go anywhere. So what happened to him after that? We don't know. After What happened to him? Yeah. Well, Ricky, what? we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, so oh, what happens? Oh, so he finds a girl that he's, like, into. Who, there, that, yeah, okay. I'm hit- just saying, how do you get away with running someone over she didn't she was it was out in the middle of the like a meadow or something something yes, like yeah. that no one's looking for dude and she she it was, was at rate she's peak. grateful and nobody yeah, else she was looking grateful, for him so she was just like whatever i'm not gonna say anything yeah um so he like gets some girl hits him hits his motorcycle with a car and yeah that scene where he falls down and then he he falls down and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> Like, like that's what human beings do, oh. not cartoon characters. Yeah. He, <laughs> that's what it's like. He's like a cartoon almost, character. Almost, I almost feel like he like looked at acting, acting, acting from some like Nintendo video game. I was like, that's how you act. Yeah, eight bit acting. That's mm-hmm. what. There you go. So, 
they fall in love and they start dating and everything like that. And she's fairly attractive, blonde. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they have that movie theater scene, which, by the way, the movie they're watching is Silent Night, Deadly I, Night. Yes, it is. <laughs> also, that was not a movie theater. That couldn't have been a real oh, movie no. theater they shot. And that looked like a conference room that they right. put chairs in. <laughs> yeah, they just like... like... It's so small. There's only like four. What they couldn't fit the movie tickets into the budget. This is also too where like the the campiness of this movie really kicks off, right? In the movie theater. So he's getting pissed off because there's a guy in the back of the theater who's just talking really loudly (laughs) through the movie, and uh, so he eventually gets up and walks off. I mean, you find out later where he goes, but he walks off. Then we get introduced to this other guy who. Was like the ex boyfriend, yeah, the ex lover or something. Yeah, one of the weirdest looking guys in the movie too, with that fucking blonde hair and shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while that he's, you're learning their backstory while that's going on. Ricky is, we see the guy in the back of the theater talking, and he keeps going back and forth talking to the guy and being like, "Oh, this guy's just going down in the basement, and he's gonna get killed," and blah blah blah. <laughs> and he keeps like kind of leaning back and forth, and then when he goes to lean back at one point, it's the guy that he's with is gone. It's Ricky. And Ricky's just like, shh. Yeah. <laughs> just love that. And then, like, you hear something. You cut back to the girlfriend. You hear something. And they look back. And it's just like, you see the guy's legs in the air. Popcorn <laughs> fly. It doesn't chip. Chip's his name. The ex-boyfriend. That chip, girlfriend yeah. Asks where the new boyfriend went. And she's like, I don't know. And you see him. Like, they cut to him. <laughs> and that's, like, the most lit up theater, too. Like That's what, that's what happens in a conference room that's a theater. You can't turn the lighting down that far. Uh, and I also love that when they're when they're sitting there and he's like, "What's this movie about?" And she's like, "Oh, it's about this guy who dresses up like Santa Claus and kills people." He's like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> that's kind so of funny. Like, like they're throwing it at they're throwing. This if they were movie watching the first Silent Night Deadly Night in that theater, right? It's a story about. Wouldn't his he own have brother. seen his parents get murdered then, and his brother? Well, they just show the scene where the convenience. That's what I mean, out. but like. <laughs> I guess we're supposed to assume it's just a different movie, right? Yeah, I think so. It's a fun little. It's a wink nudge. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying. You're not allowed to wink nudge yourself. That's so, just more recycled footage, too. Yeah. yeah. It's more time padding it out. Just a few <laughs> this seconds. This is one less thing we have to record. So uh, after that, we get the scene, the garbage days. And so, like, there's, a, there's a, a video out there. It's been a meme. It's been all kinds of different things. Of this scene from this movie, I think most people don't know what movie it's from. I don't think so either. Yeah, um, but there's a okay. So this scene plays out where he realizes that him, the ex boyfriend and her had like this relationship, and he's he fucking loses it over that. So he kills him by taking the fucking um, cables, the um, jumper cables. Oh that? yeah, and sticks them in his mouth mm. while it's attached to the fu- the battery. And then, like, his sunglasses explode. Yeah, like, his his whole face is like, yeah. I, I don't think it, that's how electrocution actually... I was going to say, is that how it could work? It's I don't know. I didn't want to say just... it because I'm worried it might sound stupid. I don't think you boil up like that, though. So he kills him, and she freaks out. And then, oh, my God, I forgot about this scene. When I was watching it last night, I literally laughed out loud. When she she's like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? You killed him. And he's... He's like, he looks at her and I think he says naughty. And then she literally swallows. She's like, uh oh. And yeah. Red turns to run away like it's a Looney Tunes yeah. cartoon. This is again that like ridiculous cartoon <laughs> acting. I think they made a conscious decision to go with camp. At yeah, this point, they, right? had they had to. Gulp. 
He so will. he rips off the antenna from the car and strangles her with that. <laughs> so then I don't mean to like co- laugh like <laughs> a cop shows up and some I can't even remember what happens, but somehow he gets his gun and shoots oh, him in the head. It's he funny you say it. that that you don't remember because I swear I was watching it like actually like I was tuning out and but I swore I blinked. And he had the gun and just shot the cop. Like, I think I, what he does is he grabs his hand, pushes it up towards his head, and just shoots. You might be right. I, I don't he doesn't remember. even take it out of dude's hand. Yeah, I think that's what happens. And then now he's got this gun. So now he's walking around this little suburban street just shooting everybody he sees with the gun. Including Wait. a guy who's picking up his garbage. So the... See, he picks up his garbage, and the guy looks up, and Eric Freeman, I'm going to do my best impersonation of this. Do it. Eric Freeman is just standing there, he's like, garbage day! And the guy looks up, he's like, what? And they just shoot. <laughs> oh, my God, and, it, and he's fairly far away, That's the best too. acting he does in the movie, too. Yeah. Because just his facial expression, like, he has to be in on how campy this is at this point. Well, right? And then I they think... cut to him after he shoots him, he's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Do you think they wrote the that these parts, or did they just tell him like, you just go out there with the gun and say whatever comes to your mind? We're gonna put this guy with garbage cans here. Just say, just say stupid we'll do like shit. 10 do things. like ten of them. Yeah. yeah. I also left. I forgot about a scene where he goes out. He was working at a restaurant. And he goes out into an alley and kills a guy with an umbrella. Oh yeah, and he pops <laughs> the umbrella off after he, yeah, puts he opens it. it, it. <laughs> That's like a. That's another one that's just totally random because it's like some mob boss or something. Yeah, like some mobs are like shaking someone down in an alley, and he just like shows up and and umbrellas them. Yeah. So uh, the police show up after he kills all these people, and he's gonna try and kill himself, and he's out of bullets, <laughs> so he can't kill himself. So I think that is where he then they take him to this mental hospital or police station, whatever it is. Right. And that's when that's when the movie starts or whatever. So somehow or another, he's able to kill the doctor or the whoever that is who's been interviewing the psychiatrist, yeah. something. Um, Dr. Bloom is his name, so apparently he is a doctor. You guys are right. And if okay. if I'm correct... He's probably still like in a cop like place. Whatever, like, yeah. He's station. in some institution. If I'm correct, it looks like he kills him by strangling him with the, with tape, the tape from the... Yeah. Which, which I, I can tell you, as someone who has experience with that tape, that's not strong. No, enough. yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've pulled tape out of a cassette and ripped it apart. It's not that complicated. It's like yeah. tissue paper. Yeah, it so, breaks easier than regular. Which I think is funny that you say that because I was watching a movie once, a horror movie, where someone and you know how in old horror movies they always cut the phone line or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there was this movie I was watching where somebody cuts a phone line. He's like, "That's not what a phone line looks like." <laughs> and I just think that's funny that you sit there while you're watching a really shitty horror movie. Well, I mean, when you, you can't do it with, when, tape like when you do when you do something with household objects that everyone's familiar oh, with. Yeah, yeah. But see, I'm not familiar like, with phone lines. I thought a phone line was just a wire, but he was like, I've worked for a phone company. That's not what it would yeah. look like to cut the phone lines for like an entire house. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not a phone person, but I just find that funny. Because I'll do the same thing. I'll catch things. And I'll no, like, yeah. Like, I, you can't I usually, do that. I often critique murder weapons. <laughs> like, that wouldn't work. Yeah. No. That's why Halloween works so well. Yeah, because their murder weapons do work. Murder Could weapon. you really kill somebody with a phone wire, though, that easily? 
Like Foam the one cord? You get yes. Off, like your cord on here? Yeah. I would think you could. Like a landline? Like, yeah, but the, the, if I remember correctly, the one they use is the one that's connected from the phone receiver to the actual base. Oh, uh, the curly one? Yeah. And I don't know if you'd be able to. I don't think, I don't I know. I don't think there's enough tension on that. I think it would just keep like I think eventually stretching. you would, but it wouldn't you'd have be to that be, quickly. Yeah, you'd no. have to pull a lot. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Well, we're the tape we, definitely doesn't work. We spent, yeah. we spent three hours talking about um, so after that, he disappears. And I don't. Just somehow, somebody's just like we know where he's going, and he's now he's dressed up like Santa Claus for some reason. Where, wherever he. And he's going to uh, Mother Superior's house. Now here's the laziest writing in the entire fucking movie. They couldn't get the original actress to come back who played Mother Superior, so they decided to say she had a stroke, and now she's got some kind of growth on her face. It's not. See, I didn't. I <laughs> guess I didn't notice that it was not the original. Uh, the original actress or look at the cast I just assumed that she had some that something fucked up happened to her face <laughs> they could not get the original actress back so they came up with that storyline that she had a stroke not only did she have a stroke but then they're like and she lives alone I'm like she so had like, a stroke and she lives by herself I don't know if that's a good idea yeah no probably not <laughs> I don't I mean, something could happen that is because so she had a stroke and then she fell out that's, of like a uh, like boiling water or something <laughs> They never uh, explained yeah, right. it. The, yeah, they just said that she has a stroke. And I was like, when I was younger, I was just like, is that what happens when you have a stroke? Like, well, when you have a stroke, I mean, something, your face changes, but not like that. Yeah, but it's, that. Really it's, yeah. More like, it's more like, like a, muscle, peril, a paralyzed. Yeah, yeah it face. droops. It's, it's like it grows. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just their lame attempt to cover up. It wasn't Extremely the original lame. actress. They couldn't mom. even like. Why didn't they just? just why didn't they say like she actress? got the mumps? They didn't have to do anything. They could have just put a different actress and not, in that yeah. place. Not like it was like a you know a big like huge an, movie. And it's like an older woman too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they could have just progressively aged her. Yeah. So he's going after her, and long story short, he tries to kill her. He doesn't succeed. And I don't even know what happens to Ricky at the end. Well, no, remember Ricky. Um, Death by police. Her. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? And tells her that Santa's back and all that shit. Trailer fodder? Yeah. <laughs> so, what does happen to him? I don't he remember. Tries to kill her. He must get taken down by the police. Here, here, I'm reading here. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He After chasing Mother Superior throughout the house. Oh, this is in her dream. He's gone, sister, it's over. Then she turns over and sees. Mother Superior, severed head, screaming in terror. Ricky, who's been shot by the cops, opens his eyes, smiles devilishly. Oh, yeah. That's devilishly right. indicating yep. he survived the gunshot. Yep, that's right. This movie doesn't hold up as well, plot-wise, as the first one. Yeah, that's mostly probably because they used 40 minutes of original fo- of footage from the original, would be my guess. But I think this film is more well-remembered like because of how bad it was. Yeah. It's definitely um, got those scenes that are garbage day, ridiculous, <laughs> and good for. Um, would I would have been if I was a parent? I would have been more upset about the suburban rampage, right? That he goes on than the Santa stuff. This is America. We love our suburban rampage. <laughs> but I really doubt that if this movie even had TV spots. Um, that that scene was in the TV. Spots. I would imagine it wasn't. How would you do a TV spot for this one? Do you, how do you cut a garbage day? That's, that's how you the end main it. Part of, yeah, because that's the main part of the movie, right? Is that he goes on that rampage and I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Do There's the really spot. out of the original footage. What is there that's 
that's worthy of being in a trailer. I'm actually looking up to see if there's. I was gonna say if a trailer, trailer out there movie. exists and you do know of it, let us know. Instead of just like surfing through YouTube to go find it right now, which is what I'm doing, <laughs> and there is one. <laughs> oh, I'll have to watch it later. Yeah, so we'll have to see if it's a a what lot is- of original footage or not. I'm, it's two minutes. All right. <laughs> you want to do a live? Uh... No. I no. think it would be hilarious. Once I, once I have a sound mixer, we can do stuff like yeah. that. Wouldn't it be hilarious? Live casting of watching trailers and stuff. Yeah. It would be hilarious if that's a two-minute trailer of footage that didn't make it into this movie where they have 40 minutes <laughs> of original footage and they cut this two minutes and put it in the trailer. Mm. I will say this. Um, there are TV spots from the original movie on YouTube, so... Those are those, that's the stuff that got people all pissed off. So, you guys want to see that? It's on YouTube's. Um. So, let's do our critique of both movies, mainly the first one, though. Well, I first of all, the one place though before we do that, where the second one is, I think, better, is in the poster for the movie, the ornament with the gun in it. Well, for, I, that is just so corny. It is. <laughs> like they upped it, but we can just go ahead and critique it now. <laughs> Um, all right, so first movie I enjoyed a lot. I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, what are your uh, feelings on the first one? I'll go. Um, I'm going to give the first one like a two and a half. Uh, the plot's pretty good. Um, I mean, like there's like the bad acting and stuff. Like it's got to lose points where it's got to lose points. But I guess me being a noob on like the seasonal horror i enjoyed it i thought it was um pretty good not a lot of complaints but the second one it's getting like one star (laughs) i mean if i could give it the star it goes for for camp just for the campiness of it like this is just ridiculous there was a lot of scenes i was laughing at but like not that doesn't even make it really a good horror movie it's all right but for what it is the first one is not terrible I mean, they tried to make a movie out of it. It's hard when it gets pulled after it being in a theater for two weeks, you know? So, I liked it. What about the second one? The, se- the stars. What about oh, the yeah. stars? How many, How many stars, stars are you going to give I'll it? get to that after I tell you about what I thought about the second one. Okay. <laughs> no, the second one is... That, it, it, <laughs> We're all it's grumbling. not terrible either. Though, for what it is, again, I've seen worse horror movies than Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. I know. That's why I'm going to say I'm giving it the star for the camp. I think it's a little bit... It's almost better than camp because it goes into the toxic, like, Avenger area of just, like, satirical black comedy horror. Do you know what I'm saying? Where it's, like, gross out and say stupid shit. So I would give the first one probably two stars. Probably the second one. I'll get. What did you give it? One star. Second one got one star for me. One yes. star. I'll give it one. I'll give it a half star better than you. And so you gave the first one a half star less, and the second one a half star more. Yeah, All right. just to balance it out. Um, seeing how I forgot to actually rate the first movie on my li- my little thing here, um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it three and a half. Oh, you love it. <laughs> it's a classic in. Steve's eyes. It is. It's a it's a fun movie. It's I would never sit there and be like, it's just as good as Halloween. 
No, but it's, it's not fun. For but it's sure. a fun. It's a fun movie to watch. Uh, second one, two and a half. Because I just fucking love it. It's a stupid movie. I would never say it's a good movie. See, it's those half stars. It's that camp that kicks at everyone's rating of yeah. the half stars. Um, but yeah, two and a half. And since you guys um, seem to like the first movie, yes? Yeah. 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 I, I and enjoyed since, it. Since it's Christmas, I have a little gift for both of you. <gasps> I have the first movie here on Blu-ray. This is for you guys to own. Oh, oh wow. shut up, Steve. <laughs> You're the best. Awesome. Yeah. So we can... Does this one have all the... Now we have to think of something to get Steve on our next <laughs> no, podcast. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I've had this planned since, since... The original uh, unrated, yeah. too. Nice. <laughs> Good. Sweet. Mm, I can show it to all my friends we haven't seen. We can watch it on Christmas with the family. Uh, yes. Awesome. I'm going to bring it over to my uh, little brother. There you go. Yeah, make yeah. sure he watches it. And I'll turn him it. into the next. It'll be Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, 6. My little <laughs> well, brother. Not to like keep talking about this movie, these movies too much, but like when you look back at what critics said of it, like a worthless film. Like, come on, dude. Like, you guys are way... Like, critics take themselves... I don't know if we've talked about this before on this show, but it, critics take themselves with horror movies way way too seriously. I think a lot of people you know? do, yeah. Well, with Siskel and Ebert, I would always hear them bash, bash the shit out of like, horror movies. It's like, dude, do, did you expect to go in there and it, for it to be a good movie? Right, like, like well, you had to, like, just get in the right frame to what you're going to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to know going in that it, it could be, it's gonna be this, and if you're pleasantly surprised that it's better than that, great. Am I gonna sit here and be like, okay, um, I'm gonna compare this movie with Pulp Fiction, and it's it's going to be just as good or, you know. They're not even. That's like, apples and oranges. It's not fair. Right. I also feel like with critics, there's a cut. They've decided that their cutoff for good horror movies ended in a certain year. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then if something comes out that's like Scream like or something like great. But if it's not, we'll just give everything a shitty rating. Yep. I think that that yeah, that's just critics' attitude. Not just horror. I think all all not, around. Not to go too hard on the defense of this movie, but like, come on, relax. It's like Christmas horror. Like, how intense? It's, what kind of intensity do you want from it's it? It's a movie about a guy dressing up like Santa Claus and killing people. Does that sound like it's going to be a good movie? Groundbreaking, based on like classic <laughs> Gone yeah. with the Wind type yeah, fucking no, shit. Like, no, but I would say I would much rather watch this on Christmas then it's a wonderful life or something like that Ooh, so no, we, fired. just saying that's, that's, a, that's like one of my favorite it is a great movies movie. of all time I'm glad that I did me that and, now me and Steve are making the same face at Joe right now like I'm actually, I'm actually tomorrow going to see It's a Wonderful Life in the theater with Annie really oh, yeah. that's nice where are they so, playing today say hello to Annie Hollywood Boulevard no kidding yeah, I didn't they, know they they do it every year they usually have the actress that plays the little girl who's like every you know every time a bell rings um, but an angel gets its wings. Is yeah. that what she says? Yeah. yeah. She's not there. I, I prefer there. the naughty over. I would naughty. love to see that. I'll tell you this: if they would a ever play feature? this, they would ever play this movie in the theater. I'd go see it. I thought you were gonna say a double feature. No. If it's That's a wonderful life and Silent Night, Deadly That's Night. That's just weird. I think I'm gonna go on a Christmas movie, um, the seasonal horror binge now, thanks to this inspiration. Um, because I haven't really seen any of it, and I guess it's got. I mean, I'm sure they've all got the same kind of. Um, Attitude. No. I don't know what to say. Like, this I, is the only good one, in my opinion, when it comes to Christmas horror movies. 
What about like Krampus? Well, I'm not, I'm not talking. Like... I'm not talking about. Yeah, like no, recently. these are. I think more where Santa's the main. No, I want to see that like I'm a variety. About, I'm talking about like in the '80s, or yeah. Even before, like, because I would prefer this movie over Black Christmas, and I think that's not a popular opinion. I think most people would say Black Christmas. I'll I mean, have to see that one. I think Black Christmas is kind of boring. It's not a bad movie by any means, but it's just kind of a slow, boring movie. You've never seen Black Christmas? Nope. You didn't see the remake either? Nope. See, I like the remake, too. A I lot think of people, people hated the remake. This is surprising. You can be surprised all day, but I said it earlier in the podcast, I have not seen any Christmas horror. I think people get told how good Black Christmas is, so when they see it, they have it in their mind already that it's like just groundbreaking. You know, this horror movie they introduced these elements and stuff, so they're inclined to say it's good, yeah, or better than it is. It's, it's not terrible, but it's just, not as good. Just as, like people with Halloween, like people, like if you don't have Halloween as your number one horror movie of all time, something's wrong with you. Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> No, <laughs> I I do say that in jest with because of your list, but I think same, yeah, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two is my favorite, so I don't know anything. I mean, it's all objective. Like you could sit there and be like, "Fucking, you know, uh, the remake, the TV remake of Carrie is my favorite horror movie." It's you could it's make all objective. It, de- it depends what the standards you're setting are. I mean, if you want to set like okay, like a critic standard should probably be like literary elements. You know what I mean? Like you can literally you could go through the script and the way that these movies are made. And, like, check boxes off. And that's what makes a good movie. You know what I mean? Because it's got uh, the plot, it's got the characters, the settings, right? The, the filmography is right, the music's good, but that doesn't, like, mean it's going to be good. You know? I, I don't like critics because I don't need someone to tell me if I'm going to like a movie or not. If yeah. I, go, I, I go see movies or I rent movies or whatever based off of if I think it looks good. I can see both ways i see the value of like uh someone let's say like this it's safe to predict that silent night deadly night will start making the worst movie of all time list almost immediately have you oh, seen movies that were out at that time and like come on it's that's not a even little close extreme. to yeah, that's a, that's a I, I have seen home. so many 80s horror movies like this movies is the, that like people the general public the have worst, never even heard they're of they're all yeah. the worst and, movies of all time and there are so many worse <clears throat> than this yeah. so so many yeah. Yeah. that's an that's an <laughs> That's just somebody being dramatic. I don't like when they do that. I like how we're defending it by saying there's so much worse than this, but there is. There it really is. I mean, just off the top of my head, Robert England directed a movie called 976 Evil. That movie sucks. sucks. I've seen it. Is I've it also about a seen... phone number? Yeah. Sort of, yeah. In a way. And I've, I... Was it 976 Evil 2? Didn't they make yeah, a sequel? Yeah, they made a sequel That's to what it I too. thought. So, You're not missing much, Trish. That's as good, I think, as far as we'll go analyzing those two movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no desire to ever watch that movie again. It, it was just, terrible. It yeah. just came out on Blu-ray, too, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to buy this. And then I'm like, wait, I think this movie sucks. Wait, <laughs> why would I buy this movie? I don't know. I mean, it's a, part yeah. of me says to buy it because I've got everything, but. I don't have everything. I mean, just wow. looking at the reviews. Not with that attitude. I don't have two copies of Silent Night, Deadly Night anymore. No, nope, just one. Well, actually, I had three, but now, now I only have two. Nice, and we have one. Ha ha ha! Yeah. <laughs> so it's Success. pretty safe to say that everyone relatively at this table enjoyed or enjoys these movies. Well, well we're chumming it up over here <laughs> quite a bit. We're giving it like two and a half stars and stuff, but I think we liked it. I, I think it's a fun movie to watch. I don't watch it at Christmas, though, because usually at Christmas I'm watching like like more like family movies as those are what's what Christmas movies are. I, uh, what was it, two Christmases ago? We saw Hateful Eight. Yeah. That wasn't exactly yeah in the theater with the Christmas. family. Yeah, 
Because they're that was cool a like that. Movie. Really Christmas movie. So. No, but I mean, the blood. <laughs> um. So yeah, I usually watch it around Halloween. I I haven't watched the second one in quite a few years. I can't remember the last time I watched the second one because the second one is kind of hard to get through once you've already seen it a few times. Well, I yeah, I mean, sitting there watching the second one, I started to catch on of like just how much footage they're using is like i don't think i need to watch this whole setup like come on dude like let's go i nodded a little bit and then joe started fast forwarding the and because of all that stuff that you've already seen the movie feels like it's two hours long it's not it really does an hour and a half and we watched them back to back like literally flip the disc yeah we had a marathon so and you know put a pizza in and just watch because it's like three hours if you watch it three hours it just like the second Movie felt so redundant against the first one. I watched him separated by a couple days, but bless you. I didn't do that on, on purpose. Somebody had my disc. See, somebody <laughs> who could that be? And the whole time I'm at home sweaty. I'm like, oh god, it's gonna come back. It's gonna be messed up. <laughs> no, you take care. Don't of trip. I always take care of your DVDs. Oh, I'm making fun of myself in this situation because I did yeah. freak out a little bit. That's just anxiety. It's normal. I'm a collector. and Yeah. So. Everyone loves their stuff. Yeah. But the next movie we're doing, which we won't name, just in case someone we, changes their mind or something. It's and, it's me that's that's picked it, so. Um, you can. I'm not spoiling it. You can do whatever with that disc. Oh. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that one. Uh, it's a movie that I like. Maybe but... we'll pick it again. No. All right. Well, anyways, it's my pick next, guys. I'm super excited. I like the movie I picked. We're not going to spoil it, but I can't wait till February because just just I'm not going to give away what the movie is, but it's my birthday month. So it's we went kind of far (laughs) ahead, didn't we? Like try and get into April in our planning. I've already got April planning, too, because I have all the even months. You guys have the odd months. So we're getting into half of next year. (laughs) I hope you guys are enjoying the show. And we should have a special episode soon within the next couple months um another special i should say where we get a guest up in here yeah because i'd like to do well we'll talk about it after yeah afterwards because i don't want to give out concrete plans but uh i got some ideas so stay tuned everybody yeah so have you guys watched any horror movies besides these um not horror i watched a weird documentary on netflix called voyeur but that wasn't really a horror movie. No, but <laughs> if any of you are intrigued into uh, just, like, weird... It kind of was very, very strange about, like, these... Like, the catfishing before the internet. I, yeah, I don't and then know. I was... We were watching... Uh, I was watching American Horror Story. Did you finish American Horror Story, Steve, or any... I got sidetracked at season three. So that's exactly where I got sidetracked. So and- I've been watching Bates Motel. I, I picked it back up. It's I great. I did grab the last season from the library, but I watched one episode. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to finish watching <laughs> this. Is, it's, it's very consuming. I put it on for a whole day, and one, so I don't want to watch one episode at a time. I like to watch, like, three or four and, like, oh. knock out some plot. Well, it's nice because the show's only, like, what, ten episodes each season or 13 or something like that? I think it's, like, 13, you 12 know, or 13. I did watch something, actually, without Trish. <gasps> before I started. Same reaction. Before I started. <laughs> My new job, but I had time on my hands. I rewatched on its own Scream 3, and I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> All we, right. Fair we, enough. We're gonna, have you seen the fourth one? Yeah. Okay. We're of gonna, course. 
We'll talk about the Scream movies at some point because they're we great. Have to. Yeah, just throwing it out. You asked me to watch it. That's what I watched. Dude, I that one. This if we do a Scream one, it's going to be like the Halloween one. It's just going to be massive. There's only four movies though, and a TV show. I've never seen the TV show. You don't need to. Really? It's like not... you don't need to. <laughs> the, be- the beginning of the first episode got me excited because it was almost like the opening to the first movie, which is. I don't care what anybody says. That is one of the, my most favorite openings to any movie ever. Oh, with Drew Barrymore? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we talk about this every podcast. <laughs> we someone's go back to someone's a little obsessed with Scream. Dude, okay. Me. We might. I might. When I was younger and I saw it, the first, the first one, I was in like sixth grade or something, and my parents were okay with renting horror movies because it's horror. It can't possibly be real life violence. You know what I mean? And then they That's what they figured. Then it actually happened. <laughs> I think I watched it, yeah, like 50 times when I was a kid. It was, oh, dude, that was my movie. I dressed up as the killer like three times in a row or something. Yeah, that was that was my Jane. movie. We've talked about it in the first episode of this yeah. podcast, but yeah, that's totally my movie. So but we'll yeah, do I some watched, of that sometime. I watched it as a standalone in a way without the first two, uh-huh. and I, I, I enjoyed it I will what say, it is. I will say this much. The third one is the worst. It's four, no doubt. But... It's, yeah, I mean, we don't have to get like super no, into but... it now. It's no doubt the worst of the but series. I, but... I never understood the hate for it. Like, I never did. No hate. I, I, think I, it's be- I don't have any hate I for it. I think it's because hate. the first two were so tongue-in-cheek, ground, you know, making fun of themselves. And then this one, they must have thought they went super overboard. It's, it's amazing because Kevin Williamson didn't write the third one. So I wonder if that had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. And also, though... One of the reasons to watch Thurman, we'll get into it, I'm assuming more much later, is the brief Jamie Kennedy cameo, which is one of the best horror cameos I've ever seen. He films that little video and shit. Yeah. It's great. It's hilarious. Spe- speaking of uh, his cameo, I was when I was watching the fourth one, I was just so waiting. I was like, how are they going to squeeze him into this? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That would have been awesome. I, I really thought they were going to find a way to get him in there somehow. But nope, right? Just a, they don't even mention him in the fourth one. I don't no. think at all. But they don't mention. But it's, the movie's really not about Sydney. It's more about like the the younger kids, right? Because the only people I think that get mentioned in the fourth one. Now we're doing a whole other podcast. <laughs> I think the only ones that get mentioned in part the, two in the fourth one are Billy and Stu, right? Just by reference. I want to say end. Tatum was mentioned too. Maybe she was. I just remember them in the barn, and they're talking about like all yeah. the like previous things that happened and shit. I just love how those movies turn out to be like the Saw movies, like the Stab movies, or just like the Saw movies in real life. Like, I watched. Oh, like a dude, million of them I and... thought that was beside the first one. That's the best opening they did. It was Scream in the fourth four? one. Really? Yeah. I, actually, I, th- I thought it was great. I thought Where they're was the just worst making opening. fun of it. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I just I I remember going to the movie and I was totally pumped for it and I was just like the opening's gonna be fucking amazing and then it was that and I was like that was it. See, like, I was sitting in the theater by like I was in the theater by myself when I saw it. Like no one else was in there and I thought it was cool as fuck. I was like, oh, Claire Danes in the beginning. Who else are they gonna put in here to get stabbed? Like, <laughs> like I like I, I get it. Like it's a good it's a good idea, but for, for whatever reason, I was just kind of disappointed because the other ones were more like big action packed moments. That's true. And then this one was more like, oh, it's this movie. No, wait, wait, here's the movie. No, wait, wait, here's the actual movie. Also, the fourth <laughs> one, I probably the bloodiest one, too, actually. It's oh, pretty brutal. for sure. Because they were able, like, when Scream came out, they had to edit that movie down. 
Yeah, I remember because they released the unrated one, right? Only on DVD, on, on on Laserdisc. It's on Laserdisc. Laserdisc. Laser I actually had I bought it a bootleg of it at a convention one year just so mm-hmm. I would have it, and it's it's only little cuts, like the opening where Drew Barrymore's hanging on the uh, on the tree. In the theatrical one, it's the camera just kind of like zooms in really right, fast and it's her, over. But in the in the in the other one, you see her feet, and it's right? also a lot slower of a yeah, of a and move you in, right. and you see her guts hanging out. Yeah, and he cut off like her. I swear, he cut off her feet too. I don't think so. Or maybe it's because her feet are but so maybe bad. It's I, I might I just never notice. But yeah, I mean, like it's just little tiny cuts here and there. Trish sounds like she's gonna have to watch these movies again. I'm not good when it comes to like identifying um, movies in a sequence without someone like telling me which is which, and like yeah, I'm, I'm real bad at remembering yeah, parts I, like that. Well, we have our we have our show planned through April. Well, not. And March, I just wrote but... I just wrote something else down that I'm thinking it about. Definitely I don't know sounds. If I'm gonna blog about it or. It definitely sounds like if we weren't planning to, we're just gonna have to do a special scream. We could franchise one. A, like six hour mega I'll size. Put the, I'll, put this, I'll put this on the list. Um, we. You know, I like I like the special thing. We did that with Halloween. I thought that was a really good idea. Um, so I'd like to every few months do another special episode where we might that have could a, be one of them where we might have a guest host on. We need to find a super fan. I'm the super fan. An additional super fan. <laughs> See, what we need to do is we got to go through a franchise that has like not like Halloween that has like eight movies Final like, Destination Nightmare on Elm Street Nightmare on Elm Street yeah Nightmare on Elm Street me and Steve were talking about that would be a good one uh, we didn't really we kind of did it with Friday the 13th when we did the first movie where we kind of zipped through all the we, yeah we could have done better really but that would take that would be would have been There's, forever if you do the remake and Freddy vs. Jason that's 12 movies yeah so <laughs> 10 movies took us 3 hours so how long would 12 4 Somewhere around Roughly, there. I would yeah. think. So uh, that that's the that's the big one with the sequels. But Nightmare on Elm Street, if you do Freddy vs. Jason, that's only eight movies. So is it? Yeah, I I, I did not like that remake. Oh yeah, the remake too. So that would be actually nine movies. Then. Yeah, but still, that's less than ten. <laughs> but yeah, Screen Three is what I watch. So <laughs> back to the original point. I haven't watched any horror except for Black Christmas. And I pretty much made my thoughts about that clearer. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in forever. Wasn't the remake rated PG thirteen? Was no, it rated R? It was rated R. Yeah. And then it was released unrated. And I did not TV. see that either. I, the remake. I, I mean, I, I like the remake. It. I think they. I mean, I get why people don't like it, but for the most part, that was pretty decent. It was done by some of the guys that worked on Final Destination. I don't know if we've got, I think we've gotten into this before, right? But the remake I really enjoyed was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think I, we have gotten into that because I don't like Because I hate that shit. I love Texas Chainsaw I, Massacre. remake stuff. But and I love Final Destination. You oh, just love, said the magic words. I love Final Destination also. So I like the When I was two. younger and first got into horror, Final Destination was totally my thing. I was totally into the freak accident death. Like, it just was... The, so, the deaths in those movies were always... Like, how are they going to do it? How are they going to do yeah, it? How are they going to do it? When you go back and watch them now, you're like, what the hell is the plot of this movie? These movies it, don't have a it plot. Does it does not matter. Death yeah, is death, death is, is coming plot, for man. you. The and first death goes forward. Then it goes backward. Then it goes back and picks up everybody that it missed. And it never ends. Death is be- coming for you. Then it becomes Tony Todd. I got very enthusiastic of a final destination. I, see. I, I foresee that being 
It's one of my favorites, actually, and I, I don't know maybe. why it was hiding in my brain, but something brought it up when we were talking, and I wrote it down, and yeah. Maybe the March episode? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Anyway, so just so everyone knows, we're not doing my bloody Valentine in February. Just so you know. No. <laughs> maybe in, maybe 2019. <laughs> mm. Okay, I think we're done. We got totally off on a tangent, but that's fine. All right. Yes, that's what we always do at the end. So, what else are podcasts where you can't go off on a tangent? Everyone, I like I like podcasts where that happens. Everyone, when I used to do the one with Andrew, he would always be so like, sanitized. "We got off on a tangent and this and that." And I'm like, dude, like it's more fun to listen to a group of people having a conversation than it is to just listen to like someone reading about a one script. Thing. So this is what happened. What did you think of yeah. what happened? Yeah. I enjoyed it. Good conversation. <laughs> no, that's boring as fuck. <laughs> no, and it doesn't sound, um, it sounds scripted. It doesn't sound yeah, like these people so, are enjoying themselves talking. So I like I like getting off on a tangent. Um, I guess we should plug stuff, and since I always forget to mention it at the beginning of the episode, make sure you go check out wolfbaneblooms.com because they are nice enough to host our podcast. Woo! And uh, the guy who runs the website created our logo and everything, so... So he definitely works harder than we do. Yeah, and the website is is beautiful and has a lot of fun articles and quizzes. And, and there should be a new quiz that I wrote coming up very soon, I hope. Nice. <laughs> fun stuff. Um, and then we have a blog, Noises and Nonsense. Um, you can check it out at noisesnonsense.wordpress.com. Uh, We've got a Twitter, noises underscore nonsense. Uh, and I've got a Twitter. Uh, oh my god, hi Trish. So uh we're on there a lot. We make jokes about everything, not just horror. And um yeah. There's my plug. I have a Twitter also. Do you? He does have a Twitter, yeah. <laughs> he follows I, me. And I post gifts, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I use a lot of gifts too. <laughs> Usually I'm just like, This is the movie I'm watching right now. I go now. on I go on Twitter <laughs> to talk a lot of trash about stuff I don't like. So I, I, I mean well, now there's two hundred and forty characters. You can go off on Is tangents. it really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. You can do some serious tangents on the Twitter. Now I can put movie quotes on there that are longer. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I, I never understood Twitter, so that's why For a I long time, rarely use it. Yeah, I still don't really know how to use it, but it's fun. I have an Instagram, too. Check that out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Check out all our stuff, guys. Thanks yes. for listening. Uh, enjoy it. Have a wonderful holiday. Yes. And a Merry Christmas. Whatever, whatever <laughs> you celebrate. Yes. There'll be chicken and gravy. On the wall